Hey, hey, what's up? Um, I was trying to, I was thinking about a lot of things, and there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. And um, one thing I wanted to get into, I wanted to talk about violence in the um, African American community, especially not only not only in the world, but especially in the African American community. And I think, you know. One view that I'm starting to to pick up on that it's you know pretty comp- controversial, but I think it's important for us to try to to at least think about is this idea that um can't snitch, you can't tell, you can't go in and say I see this, I saw this happening over there, and I know who did it, and I'm gonna tell authority figures. You know, like in the communities, it's like snitches get stitches. And, you know, a lot of times that, that came from, you know, intimidation, first of all. Like, people who were doing crimes in the communities were intimidating witnesses, making them afraid to the point where they wouldn't say anything. You know, because you're afraid of, you're afraid for your life if you think that somebody will hurt you or hurt your family because you told on them if you see them doing something that's that's violent or see them doing a crime. So you know, you watch all the old mafia movies and you see like the rats and the snitches and they're like always like looked at in a negative light. You know what I'm saying? Like they're always looked at in in, in a bad way. And like you never see the rat celebrated. You know I mean, the rats never celebrated. And in the African American community, not only is it is it frowned upon to have somebody go tell on crimes that they see, but along along that that line, they also there's no um, trust for the police department as well. So you don't trust the police department, you don't trust authority figures, and you're pretty much afraid that you might get hurt if you tell. And then just the stigma that comes along with being, you know, a snitch causes us to like turn the turn the other cheek or turn a blind eye to all the bad things that's happening in our communities. You know how many unsolved murders there are in the African American community right now? Partly because people won't say anything. There's a whole show, Verse 48, whole show that's like devoted to like shedding light on the crimes. And most of those crimes, when you see Verse 48, are committed in black communities. Whether or not they're exploiting the blacks that are in those communities, but there is a show that's devoted to you know, looking at crime in that in that in that way, and looking at murders in those African American communities and how hard it is to solve those murders. A lot of times they do get they do solve the cases, but how many people know of somebody who's been murdered and also know that the case has not been solved? I know I know personally, you know, personally I know of somebody who's been murdered and the case has not been solved. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of us can attest to the fact that that's true. 
And I mean, if we, we have to have the responsibility as a people to do our parts when it comes to like ending the cycle, you know, and the, it's a non-popular belief, but I believe that we really have to change how we believe or how we think about crime. You know, we really got to change how we, how we feel about it. You know, we've been taught, we've been conditioned to like, to be okay with it. We've been conditioned to be okay with crime. We've been conditioned to not, you know, to not protect those who have been hurt or injured by other people. We've been conditioned to look at the the thug or the criminal as the hero. And the person who, it's like, you know, the person who gets beat up is always the loser. If you lose a fight, you're the loser. You get laughed at, people pick on you, and it just turns into a big cycle. Like, you can't lose a fight and then wake up with, with pride. Nobody's ever lost a fight and say, I'm proud of me. I'm proud of what I did. You know what I'm saying? Because people are going to look at you like, yo, you got beat up. How can you be proud of that? Or go to the or go to the police and say, yo, that guy just punched me in my face. Or that guy just did this illegal thing in my neighborhood and I saw him. Like, you can't, you can't do that. And I'm not saying, and I know like racism is a big deal and it's huge, but part of the responsibility of, of trying to keep our, our neighborhood's clean is we have to do something about it. And we can't be vigilantes. We can't go fight fire with fire because not most of us aren't, made, aren't built for that. That's not our life. People get paid thousands of dollars a year to, to fight those kind of battles. And we have to let them do that. Now, if it comes, like if we do our part, like I said, in, I think the last um, podcast, we do our part and they still don't help us. Then we know it's a problem with them. But we have to do our part first. So you have to encourage your kids to, to speak up when there's something that's going to happen. If there's something that's happened. If I see somebody stab somebody, if I see somebody shoot somebody, if I see somebody beat somebody up, even if it's somebody I know, it's my responsibility. Like, look, this guy over there did that. Police officers, do your job. Government, do your job. Part of the reason why we're not successful is because we're not letting the government do their job in, in terms of like violence. We're perpetuating the stereotype by allowing these things to happen. And it's like there's there's only two things we can do. We can strap up and run out in those streets and fight crime with crime, or we can like let the people who get paid do their job. I know it's a very tough, tough thing to think about or like a tough pill to swallow, but we kind of got to humble ourselves and gather this mentality that we can't do better. You know, like we have to love ourselves enough to say, look, 
people are like being a human being and being alive is the most important part of your job. Like being a human being, being alive is the most important part of being a human being. And the way that we grow as a human being is first of all, by staying alive. Right. So if somebody's out there killing other human beings and we're not doing anything about it, then we're just contributing to the problem. Yeah. And yeah, police brutality is big and, you know, that's part of a problem too, but we have to be able to do our parts and say something, see something, say something, you know, we have to really get out of the mentality of, you know, not being able to tell when something's happening. We really got to get out of that mentality. And I think it's very important for us to teach our children about this new mentality that we should have because it could be somebody closer to you. It could be somebody like that you that you met like yesterday and then today he's gone or dead because something happened. And then nobody's going to say anything because it's taboo to like hold the person accountable for their actions. And we have to have accountability in our neighborhoods in order for us to become more successful. You know, it's not always the government's fault. It's not always the police's fault. It's not always the educational system's fault. It's not always the white man's fault. You know? And I think it's important for us to really, really believe that we can do better. And how do we separate ourselves emotionally from people who do crimes is by understanding that, first of all, we're human beings and we have to be able to survive to carry on our legacies. So you can't stay mostly attached to people who are not trying to carry on the legacy of being human first to being alive. Like people who are not trying to carry, trying to help us carry on life. Those people don't care about being, don't care about us, don't care about human, don't care about being human. You know, and there's always like, you know, there's always situations to where you got to do what you got to do. But we have to be able to discern when there's a there's a self-defense mechanism and then there's just downright stupidity, you know? And we've gotten caught up in this in this in this mentality of of being like, what's the word, complacent or apathy, apathetic to the plight of being, just being stuck in the situations that we're in right now. And I think if we really thought about what it means to love one another and love human beings and love, you know, life, then we wouldn't just mourn the death of those people. We actually want to avenge those deaths by holding those people accountable and not with an eye for an eye because then you're just perpetuating the stereotype. You're just carrying on the legacy of death. But if a person knew that he could be accountable or she could be accountable for their actions, it might make them less likely to do something like that. So that's like where, that's, that's just what I'm to say about that. I think we need to really 
get back to being, not get back to just letting people do their jobs when they're, when they're supposed to do them. So I know this is going to be controversial, but I think, I think it's a start because we have to start looking at ourselves better. Like we're, we deserve life. We deserve to, to be able to live in a society without risk of harm. Whether it's by each other, whether it's by the police, whether it's by other people, whether it's by anybody, we deserve to live in this life without the risk of harm, without the risk of death. Nobody wants to bury their family members without, you know, unless it's like natural causes or old age. But nobody wants to bury their family members from a, from somebody being murdered. You know? So that's it. I had more to say, but I wanted to just get that out there because that's the first thing that I was thinking about. All right. Thank you.